Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Brian. Hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, that's good. There's some things I don't really get, I guess. Uh, but don't don't pin me down on the word, please. Um, okay. <laughs> but what what is exactly? You know, I I understand where you come from um, in many ways when you speak of you know uh, being entrenched the language machine, uh, Bob, the the. But um, when you speak of it yourself, you uh, you know you always go to I say things in you know a more radical way to to bring the message more. Do you know what I mean with that? No. Like for example, how you say you know you are brainwashed and brain damaged. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is your, your way of saying it, but... That's uh, one way of talking about it, yeah. Yeah, so, but that's with everything, isn't it? That's what mm-hmm. you're getting to. The, with everything, it is just a way of talking about it. But yeah. Yeah, there is no such thing as the way it is in the yeah. domain of language. There are only ways of talking about it. Some are better than others, I think. I think that's a particularly useful way of talking about it. Again, it's back to that analogy of maps and territories. There are some maps are better yeah, than some that is always the case, If that is truly always the case, then what are you still saying? You know, um, I'm saying that most people are hypnotized. Most people have confused the maps that they've inherited for the way it is. And that's because of but that but their consciousness is extremely limited. But when you when you say that, you know, most people, uh, isn't that also just a way of saying something? I mean, what's actually the value of that being, you know, particular thing? Well, my hope is that there are a couple people out there, a small percentage, one or two percent, who are actually uh, capable of being woken up from the trance. But who's to say if, if you are woken up from the trance? Me. How do you know you're awake and not having a dream right now? Well, but that's an obvious question. No one would No, it's not obvious. It's not obvious at all in this domain. That's exactly the point. But no one would answer he is, he is dreaming. You know, I mean... Uh, That's right. Almost nobody uh, would uh, who thinks they're awake would understand that they're actually in a hypnotic trance. But why? You know, uh, they think why they're. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, why would? Uh, why are you not in the hypnotic, uh, hypnotic trance when well, you are I stating am, that? I am most of the time. 
Uh, it's just that my, again, it's not that, like I say, I would say night, most people are unconscious in trance 98, 99% of the time. And I'd say I'm probably unconscious in trance about 80 to 90% of the time. So, or maybe 95% of the time. But don't don't the, get me wrong with I just would like to no, get no, into, I know what I'm saying. Uh, deeper. The difference, uh, the difference uh, is that uh, I am responsible for the trance I'm in now. I've actually reprogrammed my automatic pilot so that it works better than it used to. So, but, but, right, so you programmed it to be out of the trance a certain percentage no, of no, the time. No, no, no. I programmed the trance to work better so that it, it doesn't get me in as much trouble. So basically, you're always in the trance, but you Not can always, just... But no, I say I say I don't know what percentage. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I I don't know how to quantify this. All I know is, when I was in my twenties, I could be stuck in the story of my girlfriend leaving me for three or four months and have the same story going through my head day in yes, day yes. out. That doesn't happen. Yes. That does, but that not happening anymore. What does that have what does that have to do with you being in the trance or not? Well that's what I'm saying is that uh I'm not stuck in any particular trance. If the trances are working again, if the trance is not a problem then there's no reason to be out of the trance. Like I say, it's, it's almost like an autopilot so, on an airplane or something. As long as it works you're okay. Yes, uh, but then you are a certain percentage of the time not uh, not in the yeah. I do think yeah yeah. I'm not. I don't know how much of the what the optimum. No, no. no I'm asking. Does, it doesn't matter what percentage. It doesn't matter what percentage. Yeah. I well, just no, want to ask what is this period? What is this period that you're not? In the uh, delusion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is this? Well, that's the thing, of course, that I can't talk about. <laughs> that's the thing that is outside the domain of language, and uh, I don't haven't yet figured out a way to talk sensibly about it. But, but a lot of people. Do, what did you lose? If you listen to a lot of people who try to talk about enlightenment and all that kind of stuff, for the most part, I think they're just full of shit. It's all nonsense. Uh, and it's clearly, it's clear to me that they've had the same experiences that I've had, but they go on talking about it, and I don't think their talk about it helps. You know, so... And I haven't found much of a better way to talk about it, so I just don't know how to talk about it. But what I don't see is then, you know, if... You, you you basically say uh, that there is a certain percentage you are in a certain state which you can talk about, and another percentage you are in and you live in a delusion. Well, well, actually, that's not correct, though. I mean, that I mean, I know I say things like that, but there isn't even a a, a, a you to have this experience. Yeah, but well, see, now you're just 
Are you just, you know, dissecting the sense? No, I'm not. I'm I'm trying to find a way to talk sensibly about it. And what I'm saying is when we start saying, like, I am, am not unconscious or I am awake and all that, what I'm saying is that, that's just a, a really inaccurate, stupid way of talking that I don't know a better way. But I'm clear that that way is wrong. It's misleading. It implies that there's some I here that, that's unconscious most of the time, and then and then sometimes this I is in this other state. But would you, would you say there is, there is absolutely no I at all? Well, it depends on what you mean by the verb to be. Yes. But again, you know, that is, that is, that is, is just the road. No, it is no, a road that you should know you where mean, it's being no, But what I'm saying is... It depends. It does depend on that. If you mean yeah. that if something is, that it exists available to the senses, like a chair or a dog or a salt shaker, then I would say, no, there is no such thing, unequivocally, there is no such thing as an eye. In that sense, if that's what it means for something to be. But, but now you're totally off. I would, yes, I understand. But I would like to get back to the you know, living in the delusion part and living in another, another. Ah, uh, oh, there may be because, ways you know, out of the delusion part you can be... talk easily about. I mean, we're in it right now, aren't we? I mean, it's, well, I think it's, maybe there are levels of illusions. See, that that thing, there may not be getting any out of delusion. As long as you're alive, there may be the quality of your delusion that counts. Or the level. Like I say, I, my experience is that I have woken up at least three or four times. Okay? And each time it seems to be a kind of expansion. I mean, I, the first time I realized that I had the, all these illusions that I knew what was going on and, I, and all those disappeared. And then I thought I actually knew that. And then ten years later, I realized that whatever... I had woken up from one trance into another bigger trance, you know, and then I woke up from that one, and then I woke up from that one, and I don't know, maybe there's an endless chain of these awakenings. Um, you know, the idea of total and complete awakening without any delusion, um, I'm not sure that makes any sense. Well, if, but if that, you know, if you're like, I'm not sure if it makes any sense, but also you state that, you know, most people are living in a delusion and you are different from them. But in That's what, right, I live in a higher, I live in a higher level delusion than they do. <laughs> but who are you to say what's higher or what? No, yeah, no. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're really, you're really, you know, pushing me on this. And you're right to do it, and I, I just simply don't have answers to this I mean, not but, answers that I'm satisfied well, with many the, but, but you got to this point, so maybe you could elaborate on certain parts, because, you know, you to, to get that view, it must have some structure, right? Uh, maybe what's not. Actually, what's actually the difference between the higher and, and the, the well, lower one? One is the difference between feeling like a victim and feeling like uh, the creator of it. But is, 
that's that's one of the most people uh, and the people kind I, of I, I, yeah. so go on, most people from what I see I mean I and I don't mean ninety eight percent but I am sure probably say seventy percent of South Californians see themselves as sort of powerless uh individuals who showed up uh and are bound by all these constraints of society and, and they accept all these things not as ways of thinking but as the way it is. And uh liberating oneself or becoming liberated from that is uh really changes the quality of life. You know, that that yeah. For me, it did anyway. Maybe it does for other people. I don't know. <laughs> but for me, it changed everything. To realize everything I thought I knew was just a story I'd been programmed with as a child that may or may yeah, not but, but be Yeah, but, you know, if, couldn't that be just another part of programming? Oh, it is. I'm sure it is, yes. But I don't think they're on the same level. I think there are programs within programs. You know, like you've got a, in your computer, no, you've got now you're just Microsoft too. Word, but you've got that operating in a larger operating system, Mac OS or Windows or something. And those two operating, those two levels of programming are at very different levels. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck in Microsoft Word, <laughs> then the you whole world the per- the is Microsoft Word. But if you're identified with the, the operating system, you can always switch over to some other program, and you're free to move around between programs. So I, I, it has something to do with degrees of freedom, I think. That's good. I like yes, that. Yes, but what is so much this, this, this still? What is this difference? You, say, you see um, the difference between, you know, a, a two kinds of people, the one that thinks he is, he, he knows what truly is, and the other one that just knows it's all the story. But in a sense, I mean, I think there are many people who would say, yes, they're different. You know, the, the, when are you actually aware of it? And when is it still just theory? I mean, yeah. Yeah, ah, yeah, right, yeah. Well, that was the, that was the, that was what happened to me when I was 21. I'd known the ideas of that for at least five or six years. I mean, I'd had I'd read psychology stuff. You know, I mean, I had psychology classes. I understood those principles, but it was different that afternoon in the summer of '67 when all of a sudden that wasn't just some abstract bit of knowledge, it shook me to my core. I mean, you know, it wasn't just another bit of information. It it, it had a different quality, and I, I still don't know exactly how to talk about that, except to say there's a difference between understanding a theory and getting it. <laughs> you know? Um... And I don't know how else to say that, if, unless you've had the experience yourself. Actually, you know, I, some, I somewhat think I understand somewhat something. <laughs> But uh, to get back on, on um, 
that you know that is of course uh, a story, a way of describing an experience, and then I'm sure it has value. Uh, anyway, you know you are, you know, to give as as everyone does. Uh, you know, you give certain experiences, certain values, uh, and yes, you. But but still, I mean, uh, what is that of uh, you know for a kind of uh, of benchmark? To say, you know, this person is, you know, that does he uh, need to yeah. have had a certain experience like yeah. that, yeah. similar like that? Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Say, I, I've know, been looking for that. No, if I if I could benchmark that and find some way to test for it, that would uh, that would be really important. Uh, and I've been sort of seeking that for years and have not have not been able to find anything like that. I think that's crucial. And I think maybe, maybe there is a way to test for that, but I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, that would make things a lot easier if you could just give somebody a test and then you'd know that they're one of well, my species or not, they're one I'm of not, the uh, humans. I'm not actually, you know, yes, the question is somewhat, I guess, interesting, but it's more to get into, you know, what, what is it? We're talking about, and how do we describe that? You know, what, what is the underlying theory? Because, well, again, I think it comes back down to that idea of breaking the identification with the voice in your head. I mean, that's one way to talk about it. But it's really that simple. Almost everybody is identified with the voice in their head. They think that's who they are. They think they are responsible for saying the stuff that their language machine says. They think that's who they are. And I think one of the fundamental issues here is is seeing through that and getting some distance, again, breaking the identification with the voice. To say, you know, that someone has to, has to, uh, you know, not, uh, the idea that they are not responsible for the, do, do you think someone is not responsible for his actions? Well, it depends. Again, the whole concept of someone uh, is out the window at this point. But there you isn't understand. anybody there to be responsible. No, you you understand the question, I, I assume. No, I know. However, that's precisely what I'm answering, that question. is there, Who is it that's responsible? There is the no person, the, the physical person that did it. Uh, the, the, no, the concept of responsibility is gone at this point. The I mean, who is there to be responsible? So let's just say some. It only makes sense to assume that I am responsible. There's nobody else I can blame for whatever unhappiness is in my life. So uh, no, no. I, let, let me just put it in, in in something you know that is just everyday life, I guess. Yeah. Someone would come now into your Starbucks right now, pointing a gun, points it at your yeah. head. Or whatever, or shoot you in in the in the leg. Yeah. So now this person, or this whatever you wish to call it, or this experience yeah. that you've had. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you know that guy should just be unpunished and just you know oh, I don't because think he, should be he didn't do any no. anything to anyone? So you no, know. I don't think he should, no, I don't think people should be punished. I think if people are a danger, but, but, they, what should be, be, they should be separated, but not punished. Oh, but what I'd say now? they're sick. They're brain damaged. But he shot you in the leg. Yeah. 
That's not so, Yeah. And you don't press charge? You just say, oh, you know, that's just this. Well, if that's the case, it's not about me that's presented. The police would do it. Yeah. And again, I think uh, if a person is a danger to other people, you know, you can uh, separate them from people without condemning them morally. But, but now, now, you, if you get the choice, this person is, is arrested by the police and will receive, yeah. will receive a certain whatever the police will do for what, he have done, for what he has done to you. Or you could choose if this will be done to this person or not. Would you choose to do so? Yes or no? Just that. It depends on what they're going to do. It depends on what they're going to do. They will do whatever I... they do in your legal system around you today. Yeah, well, like I say, uh, if, the, if the person appears to be dangerous to other people and is going to do something like just, that, I think just... they should be separated. He shouldn't be in a position to hurt people. It has nothing to do with responsibility if he's going to go but around the point, shooting the point people of taking responsibility for actions. Well, but now, you see, now I, I see now I suddenly get in where you understand, where you get from, I understand where you're getting from. Um, yeah, but in that sense, I mean, come on, the no, I know he's from, now you're just saying, you know, words mean nothing. That's just, just that. And in that state, or that, you know, when you state it like that, then what is there more to say? I mean, nothing. Actually, it's just right. there's, nothing, there's nothing to say. It's not a moral issue. It's not even an issue. It's if you make a decision on how you're going to deal with, again, as a society. Yeah, but now, you see, but then again, you know, if you truly think and see it like this, then what more do you have to say? Well, I mean, nothing. Well, what what is all the coming in here with all? No, no, no. I'm not. No, these oh, aren't now questions you're for me. No, I'm no. just saying that these are not questions for me. These aren't things I think about or worry about. So when you ask me these kinds of questions, I'm sort of struggling to come up with something to, to answer for you because uh, 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 now you, I think you may, might have got me a little bit wrong there, but. I didn't mean to Maybe. press you on anything. Uh, no, it's good that you're pressing me because, uh, like I say, again, you're not the only person who has questions like this, and it's helpful for me to be able to deal with stuff like this. It's just I'm not very good at dealing with stuff like this. <laughs> well, I think when you, you know, state because you do state certain things now. When you are here choosing to talk about certain topics, which you consider topics, because you're here to talk about it, you have... And there's nothing <laughs> yeah, wrong yes, with so. that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. But that, well, uh, that is the way it is, uh, to a certain extent. Well, that's one way to think about it. One way to talk as, about it. As you wish, way, as yeah. you wish, as you wish. <laughs> but still, still, you or whoever or whatever, uh, ch- chose or didn't choose to put <laughs> this text on, <laughs> on the... Yeah, well, Heron put it there. <laughs> uh, you see, but now you're just jumping around. So, so it might be all well, fun, but... No, I'm, no, I'm not just joking around. I, I'm just honestly... Um, I just don't know how to talk about a lot of these things. I really don't. I'm still struggling with that. Well, 
well, yes, to get back to something, you know, if you, and again, don't pin me on these certain words, but in some extent you do understand the message because you do have the encoded language machine or whatever you, the, the, you know what I mean, I, I guess or assume. Um, so if you choose to do this and state, that's actually the thing I want to get at, and state these certain things, uh, then what does it mean when you come from this perspective where, you know, you haven't actually said anything after all? I mean, there is something you wish to describe here, right? You know, I just, um, I don't, I guess I just don't understand your question. that you do not or, or you know do not really uh, in words words in the end you know they re- don't really have everybody you're talking about certain topics and uh, somewhat you consider it topics right you still have it has some value to you and you state certain things or I say certain things or I have a certain message am I wrong no, I think that's fair enough to say. That's one way. Yeah, I wouldn't quarrel with that. I come here, I open up the room, I wrote the description of the room, and I talk to people uh, when they want to talk to me. Yes. yes that is the only way of putting it, yes. Again, yeah. Uh, oh, that, that comes out a little bit lame, I'm sorry for that, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, apparently there is some topic that I'm interested in talking about. Because I the, keep coming the here thing and is talking. Why, why, if, if you state these things, uh, why, but you can't even, uh, you know, um, uh, under, under, you know, give the, the underlying, you know, principles or thoughts, you know, not, uh, if you can't even describe what you mean with certain things that you are saying, then... Well, I can. I describe them all the time, but then you keep asking me to describe my descriptions and what underlies those, and then when I give that, then you want to know what underlies Uh, that. And it it ends up going around in circles. I don't think... You know, and and it just doesn't go anywhere. I mean, I, I really think that the language machine thing ends it. You know, it's when you realize that the voice in your head is not you. Period. That's the end of it. It's not you. It's just a machine. It's programmed. It generates language according to its way it's been programmed. And to break that cycle, that identification, I mean, I don't... As far as I'm concerned, that's the end of the story. What people do after that is up to them. Yes. It's like there's... It's not even very philosophical. It gets back to that other analogy I have about 
about architecture, you know, that an architect needs to understand the materials that he builds with. You know, especially if he's building things like skyscrapers, because if he doesn't understand the strength of steel and glass and aluminum and things, then the skyscraper's going to fall down. And, there, and there's completely separate issues between understanding the materials of construction and then the, what kinds of buildings you want to build, whether you're building churches or garages or strip malls or, you know, whatever, or houses or skyscrapers. Those are set completely separate issues. And I'm really sort of mostly interested in the, the physical, you know, the materials that we think with. What kinds of thoughts people choose to, or, you know, or thought systems or theories they choose to build with language is not really my concern. I am concerned, though, that they understand the materials of building theories and stuff and do them uh, well, whether they're, you know, building religions or sales programs or whatever they're doing, you know. Well, then the question is, are you building it well? Uh, what is building it well? I'm sorry, say that again? What is building it well? What is, what is building as well? It's well. What is building it well? Itself? Oh, well, I guess. Now, see, that, now you're getting into the religion side. I'd say that's Bob. You know, no, 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 that's that's that's, 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 you, you say, you know, it, it uh, uh, built itself well. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's... No, I, 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 I don't think that's what I said. Ask me again. Maybe I, I'm just not hearing you correctly. No. Actually, uh, you said that it was built well, but never mind that. Uh, the, the whole, you are the I, uh, the language, the, the illusion. You know, being in and out of the illusion. Um, I, I still, you know, uh, well, but see, even the I itself, I think, is an illusion. The concept that there's a me that starts you the whole use, yes. But, but I know, who, but I think who are you to say, you know, what I mean when I use the word I? I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a word and someone else could use it just like you do, right? Well, I'm it's a very useful, you know, without saying that uh, I'm not, I'm you not might sure it is, actually. Uh, one of the ways around it is to quit using the word I and simply use the word Heron or Brian. And and I can, instead of I, I can say, well, Heron had this experience. Or Heron said that. Or Heron is doing this. Or Heron thinks this. Or Heron's language machine generated so, this. So now you... I've got to start thinking in, in third person. Then you come into well, the realm of an language. It, it's an alternative. It has some value. <laughs> that is an interesting point of view. Well, no, it's pretty... Uh, one of the problems with pronouns is that they, they're they very heavily 
tied in with our emotions. I mean, you can see it. Well, I don't know about your language, but that you're good enough in English that you probably uh, probably would get this. If you say something like, he hit me. In fact, say that. He hit me. Yes. Say it. He hit me. He hit me. Okay, now say, Aaron hit Brian. Aaron hit Brian. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, they, those have very different emotional qualities. When I say he hit me, uh, it, it's somehow more emotional. It, it's more personal. But when I say uh, Brian hit Heron, uh, it sounds more distant and, and less personally involving. So I, I, there's, there's some emotional, an emotionalism that, that generated with the use of pronouns that may not be helpful in analytic situations. Yes. I mean, they're both trying to describe the same situation. And yet, I, I think they feel quite different. But, you know, so it, it's just a matter of how language feels. Well, I don't say it's just a matter. I'm just saying these things are all part of the equation that need to be worked with. And again, I'm still working on this, but this is not a finished work. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out myself. Look at me, look at me. I just want to get, you know, ideas, uh, but... Uh, Yes. Uh, uh, but how language feels, actually, you know, uh, uh, what is the, you know, the, the how certain a sentence, like you just said that, how that feels for another person might be totally different. There might even be people, you know, who would feel well, it is the other way around. So Every person's experience is unique. But I've, uh, I've, I've, listen, I've tried this that particular sentence in seminars, in public speaking. And most people have pretty much a similar experience that when they say, he hit me, it feels far more personal and damaging and emotional than saying Brian hit Aaron. That uh, using names sort of disinfects it or, or de-escalates the emotional content. And most people agree with me on that. Now, I'm sure there are some people who don't have that experience, but most people I've talked to do. Yes, what is that really getting at the problem? And if so, no, what is the problem? Really the problem? Is there yes, only one? I It's getting to one issue. It's speaking to one issue about how language functions and how using one word or another can change the emotional tone I agree, of I agree, I agree with it. Don't get me wrong. I actually think it has, uh, it, it comes over less uh, personal. However, the feeling I get with it is not any different. Okay, well, that's, I can say you're, you're not a, a native English. No, but I don't think that, two, that these are two different things, you see. 
Uh, well, they, I, I don't know whether they are or not. That's why I, I have to make uh, I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying uh, uh, that I do. Don't get me wrong. I'm just also describing how I experience uh, certain things, I guess. If, if there is yeah, but I that I experience. We are not I all the same. But, yes. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody does it. I'm just telling you what my experience has been. Yes, yes. I, I, I get that, of course. Uh, but but I do you know um, when you say that certain people are in the again they know that's really what I what I don't uh, get that when you say certain people are in the trends but I don't see how you know I, it, the way you make it to me I don't see why you and I are not in in the trends as well. Uh, well, like I said, I don't, I think I am, well, first of all, it's not in the trance, but in a trance. Okay. Okay, well, no, that's a significant difference. So it's not about being in the trance like we're all in the trance. No. We're all in a trance. And so, uh, and, and, and actually, I think, yeah, probably more accurately, there are probably many trances that are distinguishable. You know, when I'm at work, uh, I'm in one kind of a trance. When I'm doing, you know, putting the papers together, that requires a certain state of mind that's pretty automatic. And it's, uh, you know, it's a, a, a state of mind that I go into when I'm putting the papers together. My brain operates a certain way, and that's unique to that situation. When I'm driving my car... I'm in a yes. different kind of uh, Yes. But, okay. you know, then but the thing is, the difference is that, um, <laughs> is that I, whatever the hell that word, <laughs> uh, isn't, isn't attached to any one of these trances and is aware that, uh, that I'm just sort of on automatic pilot most of the time. And again, the difference is, that my automatic pilot has been reprogrammed, or at least my the, the program that chooses between the autopilot yeah, is, uh, has been reprogrammed. Like I say, I used to be a lot unhappier than I am these days. But, you know, and it had to do with being stuck in trances that were unproductive. I don't get stuck in unproductive trances anymore. You, or at least you know, Aaron, you know, uh, yes, I, I understand where you're getting from, but I just wonder if you noticed something, and that it was really a lot about you. What? I don't understand. You have used the word I and myself and me oh, I almost in every single yeah. sentence. Yes, uh, yes, I'm aware of that. And and you or actually I say Aaron is aware of that. <laughs> and Aaron uh really uh thinks he's Heron, basically. Uh no, no, Heron doesn't think that actually. <laughs> Heron doesn't have a clue what the word I really means anymore. The problem is my language machine, the language machine running inside Heron's skull still is running, it's altered, but it still runs basic English, and uh, and if I, if I was able to reprogram it, even if I was, and I'm not sure I am capable of doing that, whoever I is, uh, 
then probably nobody would understand anything I'm talking about. Yes. Oh, yeah, I think, uh, I, I just don't know actually, but when you, when you come from, (laughs) uh, yes, but when you come from, you know, from this whole, uh, I think you do have to realize though that when you come, when you say these things and, uh, when you describe why they are the way they are and then you contradict yourself in such a way, it isn't really, in, in my opinion, and I'm not saying that it doesn't have any value, it certainly has an yeah. ID, a strong ID, uh, but uh, still, it is uh, the way it is. This, well, yeah, I understand that you can describe uh, anything to, you know, to the, I mean, yes, yeah, there's always many ways of describing it, so, but when you get to that road, uh, yes, I understand how hard it makes that, and of course, uh, but still, like I said before, you do make certain statements. You are coming from somewhere, from a certain point of view. You know that is what you are talking about, right? So uh, I do think you, you know, you have to. You can't just stop. Well, you, yeah. Where am I to well, say that? I can. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me correct myself. But, yeah. Um, what I mean is, you know, this, well, to me, it's somewhat. Uh, Yes, I have a lot of questions, and unfortunately, <laughs> you are just as human as I am. <laughs> or inhuman. <laughs> as you wish, as you wish. I don't care how you should describe it, but, uh, don't get me wrong at all, I may sometimes come over a bit, uh, but, uh, it's all good. I, I don't mean it bad, and maybe I think also even, how I, because I think how you say and how you bring certain things in Dutch is very different than it is in English. And uh, I think maybe sometimes I can come over in the wrong way. But there's no need to... to uh, don't, don't take it as if I'm just attacking your, your views. Or, no, I, I don't think so. I, I know. Yeah, I, I don't. But I know it can come over sometimes if I'm just laughing at, but you, you know, just. But that's not. No, the way no, I know you're not. No, that's. You don't have to say that because I. Even if I thought that was what you're doing, I wouldn't waste my time talking with you. Okay. No, you know, I mean, I know that uh, these are issues that you spend some time thinking about, and you're trying to get around. You know, trying to get your head around what it is that you think I'm trying to say. Or maybe that I think I'm trying to say <laughs> something like that. Oh, and uh, yeah. You know, but, but yeah. again, you know, I have, I have to back this up with a little bit of about how these things happen to me and that my whole uh, history with Zen Buddhism. I mean, Zen is not about explaining periods and leading you step by step to waking up. About getting punched in the face and waking up from that. Okay, so it's not about, uh, you know, a logical uh, step. It's about sort of a shock. It's sort of a shock treatment, you know. And that uh, that's sort of the way it, it worked for me. And yes. so I tend to be the same way. I try to be provocative and say stuff that would sort of shock people out of trance. You know, by saying things that are so counter to what they normally think that, 
that it sort of you know, dehypnotizes them right there. Yeah, and, but uh, I can, and then I, if that doesn't work, but see if that doesn't work, then then it gets into a discussion, and then the whole thing just it becomes useless, you know, because it's not about uh, you know some intellectual uh, process that starts at A and then goes to B and then to C and ends up waking up. Yes. Well, actually, about that uh, Zen Buddhism, I think uh, actually. I also found it to be, I still find it to be, uh, well, very interesting actually. Uh, some very powerful way of thinking. Uh, I've read stuff, actually, I've even downloaded stuff, but there are some sites, you know, they provide really like, you know, more as it of a religion. But there are also other sites that really, you know, just educational. And they, yeah, uh, they provide some really That's good why I really like the Alan Watts book, Psychotherapy East and West, in which he basically says that Buddhism is not a religion at all. It's more like a form of psychotherapy. It's, it's a, a system for changing the way you think. Yes. And, well, uh, I, I and can it see how it has nothing yes. to do with religion, you know, and I think he's right. But of oh. course it is religion to a large number of people. They think of Buddhism as a religion with rituals and funny clothes and things you're supposed to do and all that. And yeah. uh, But that's not my experience of, of Zen, you know. Yeah, but Buddhism, I think, has also, like every religion, a wide variety of, of groups. I mean, for example, I, uh, you know, the things I read of and, you know, what they mean to me and the views, you know, uh, or anyway, they way they describe certain things. Um, I, I think I actually never met a Buddhist or someone that truly thinks and lives and speaks like that. Or, yeah. You know, to, to, seems to experience things like that. I've never, never met someone. I am now, maybe, my experience is what? Things like what? Someone that truly lives in, in a world where he's attached to absolutely nothing. Oh, there may be people like that, but I think that, who cares? You know? I don't think that's the point. I don't think the point is to be... I mean, I think as long as we're embodied and we're in this world, then we're sort of, we're in the illusion. You know? And that, I don't see there's anything wrong with that. The only issue is whether you're stuck in the illusion or whether you realize it's an illusion and you can have fun with it. Yes, but the thing is, as long as you as you are attached, you live in an illusion. Uh, in a way, I would say. But in another way, I wouldn't really. As long as you are attached to things, to words, to certain things that have meaning to you, uh, you live in an illusion. However, I wouldn't entirely agree with that but in, in, in a certain extent there might be uh, different levels uh, so yeah I guess that's how to describe it but uh, do you get what I mean what do you think about that idea if you're still attached if you're attached to language basically in any way you live in an illusion 
could you would you say that is correct or incorrect? Well, attached in any way. I mean, I mean, uh, there are times when I'm asleep. You know, am I attached at, while I'm asleep? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess this whole concept of this sort of total enlightenment, complete detachment from the illusion, and you know, I just don't have any use for that concept. You know, it's just, it's just not of any interest to me. I mean, maybe that's possible. Maybe it's possible to become totally detached from the illusion, but I don't see the advantage in that, really. You know, and I don't know. I, I, I certainly not my goal. But the certain percentage that you claim you are not, or think, or whatever, however you wish to describe it, do not in the illusion. Yeah. Are you then in a state where you are unattached to anything, or is it just another kind of state where you are not in the illusion? Well, so again, like I say, I can't really even answer the question when you say, are you attached? I don't even know what the word you means anymore. I can't, I don't know how to talk about I, or how to deal with that concept. But I yes, don't yes you that. use it so much also yourself. It's not no, like do I use it or does my language machine use it? See, that's the thing, is you, you tell me. I'm talking. Well, no, I can tell you, it's not me talking, it's my language machine. I can't talk. What do you I say is my language machine, my, my language Well, okay, the language, this language machine here. How's that? This language machine inside Heron's brain. <laughs> But again, who is this third person? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Who is this person? I don't know. There is no person. Oh, who's that? Exactly, exactly. Maybe there's not even third person. It is just for you. Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. But again, uh, when my language machine generates language, it does it according to the way it's been programmed, and I haven't totally reprogrammed it, or it hasn't totally been reprogrammed, so it still operates in ways that allows it to inter, you know, intermix with other people's language machines. It's not so different that nobody can understand me. You know, I have to I have to speak in ways that people can understand, even though they're wrong or inadequate. You know, and I'm working at it. Like I say, my, I've changed the way I talk considerably, or my language machine generates language very differently than it used to, but not so differently that nobody can make any sense out of it. But when, when you say, um, you know, I, I, to get on previous conversations, I think when you describe this, this, you know, not, you know, living in the trends and nothing. I mean, would you still say, after what we spoke about, do you think there is a certain percentage you are in the trends and not, or would you say, actually, you know, you're, you're always in the trends, or you're never in the trends? I'm not or quite sure. I'm not, I'm not quite sure about the good question. My sense is, Again, I have no way to justify any of these statements. I mean, it's just I make this stuff up. When I look around at what's going on around me, I, I think probably 
98% of people, 98% of the time, are totally under the spell of their own language machine. But what is, I don't see, what is this percentage? I mean, the 98% of the time. And yeah. Well, I mean, I think there are times when they're not. There are times when people are shocked. It usually when, when something shocking happens, people are shocked into silence. You know, uh, something really traumatic or something really great or something terrible or something Maybe so out of the ordinary happens that all of the people's expectations and ideas momentarily are suspended. And, but that doesn't, uh, that, I, I get what you mean. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, certain people have a certain experience, something dramatic or something really nice or whatever happens, and uh, they get a certain... Uh, oh, they are... Yeah, uh, they get a certain experience out of there. But that, why is that the 2% that they... I mean, why are they not still just as much in the trance as they were before? But they just oh, had an experience. Ah, oh, uh, uh, it's just a different kind of trance, maybe. You're right. It may not be uh, out of the trance. It may be just going from one kind of trance into a different kind of trance. Well, that's what I was saying, essentially, that when I had my first awakening, it felt... I mean, that was very naive. For the first time, I felt like I was totally awake. I looked at my whole life and saw that it was, you know, just you know, a trance that I had been in, and I thought I was awake from it. It took me another 10 years to wake up from that trance, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, but to see the second time you wake up from the trance, that's really a shock, because then you realize, geez, is there isn't just one awakening, there's at least two. And then I began to realize, well, I mean, the minute I had the second one, then the possibility that there could be a third one, that I could wake up from this again, uh, raised its head. And then when that one did come, <laughs> then then the whole idea becomes uh, sort of an accepted idea. Okay, there doesn't appear to be any end to the number of awakenings, the number of trances you can wake up from. Maybe there isn't any end. Maybe but, it's just uh, about... Uh, yes, yes, but again, also, uh, what, why, you know, you, why is it an awakening? I mean... Because that's what it feels like. I mean, maybe that's not the right word. If we can come up with a better word, I'll switch. Oh, yes, okay. Well, let's get off of, of that then. Uh, but then, again, you know, these this percentages of how much you're in a certain trance, and when you're not, I mean... When you... Yes, uh, in a way, it just sounds to me like... Uh, it's, I think it's either one or the other, or actually it's none. <laughs> Let me put it like that. So what, what's one of the one, other? You are in a trance or you're not. Uh, it's not like ah, no, you... But see, again, that, yeah, but see, that... It, that and always then we could say that there's that, a trend. That there's a you. That there is a you as part that, of the trend, right? So you're in the trend. That's why I use the word you. Well, I mean, the, I'm saying the statement, you are either in a trance or you're not in a trance, you know is a statement in the domain of language. And, you know, it presupposes that we even know what this you is that is in the trance or not in the trance. And that's what I'm saying is I, I don't have any faith in the concept of identity anymore. Yes. 
there's no me that's the same now. I mean, the, me, the, the idea that there's a me that was the same me when we started this conversation and, and has persisted through this conversation and is here now and it's still the same me, just having different feelings or saying different things, that's uh, merely a theory. That's a way of talking. Yes, but I get that. However, that I, exactly like you say, it's just, you know, I don't know any better way to say it. That's yeah, well, there isn't any better way in English right now, but maybe, you know, again, maybe. But it's, it's not, it's also, also you know, not exactly, it, it is not, well, uh, um, yeah, I understand, I, I, you know, you... Um, we live in 2009. We are constrained in the domain of language by the kinds of ideas we can even formulate. And it, we may have to wait for another 50 years for somebody to invent better language. But actually, as long as it... Well... Yes, I, I, I understand. And I think language could be improved in many ways. Uh, but that is that is not what this is truly about. It's not just about the language. However, you might come in this. I know you, you, you come. I, everything you and I have done for the last half hour or however long we've been talking has been blowing air at each other. We've been involved in engaging in language stuff. Uh, probably that's some good advice. Well, you're saying language isn't all we're doing, but in fact, that is all we're doing. I I understand in what sense you mean that, but there's more. Like I said, uh, there are ideas behind the language, uh, ah, no, and maybe the ideas are. come That's from language. Point. No, uh, but not I, ideas. Not ideas. Ideas. <laughs> idea. Ideas. Yes, yes. Ideas. Yeah. Yeah, and the idea that there are ideas behind the language, I think, is one of these very questionable concepts. That may be true sometimes, but often I think what's really the case is that the language is the idea. And to talk about the idea apart from the language is nonsense. Yeah. That an idea that embodies yeah, that, the language that is, is exactly not idea at all. Yeah, but yeah I, I, I understand that. However, it, yeah, it's just somewhat how I see it. Um, when when I speak and when I say I and everything else, it's just uh, constructed within you know a world of of uh, of, of theory. It's just uh, basically a really long story, but I still I experience it and with these words, with these words that I, which I am able to use and uh, as I'm talking to you now, I can gain something from it and I can help others, I can speak out, I can communicate, of course, you know exactly you live as I do, of course, so you know exactly what the usefulness of language also is and uh, well, but yeah, you just get into changing it, I understand that uh, well, you're also in a very different universe than I am in that you're bilingual. So you have experiences in the domain of language that that I really just have no comprehension of. You know, it's hard to imagine, actually. 
what what your language machine is like. I, I honestly I can't. I, I just guess I can't really imagine it. You know. Oh. I guess it's somewhat like having two language language machines interlinked. Somewhat. Well, it's, I, it's real. I, I wish I I wish I knew. I mean, I wish I. Well, I just, you know, like I say there's nothing much I can say about it since I just have no experience. I mean, I've studied some other languages, but never to the point where I could actually speak any of them. You know, so uh, it's a little hard for me to imagine. I, although I assume that it's just like you switch into a mode, you're either in Dutch mode or you're in English mode, and you just sort of... Well, again, who's this you that's switching? It may be that there's an English you and a Dutch you, <laughs> you know, and that they're quite different. Uh, no, no, they know. are, they are the same person. They are the same person, if they is any. Okay, well, that's they, the way you... Oh, no, what, maybe they are the same person, or maybe that's just the way you choose to talk about it. Or maybe the way you talk I, about I, it. That's I, the, I, not I, the way I, it is. Either way, it will always be the way I, whoever this I is, uh, that thinks it is an I, or might be, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, another way of talking about it. But, yet, uh, yeah, you have to get, just try to make the best out of the language you have, first of all. And then, you know, get to the points where you get stuck. I guess that is somewhat the most... Yeah, that, that's, that's all that happens a lot to me. But that is uh, actually the, the where you see where the limits are. Uh, I like to see where... The, the, the questions that are hard to answer are, are the best, you know, well, not hard to answer, but, I, well, I don't actually, I don't know, there's sometimes, uh, when you, when you, how you come from these things, I, I think, there's just so many sides of it, so many ways of talking about it, uh, and you would never really be able to nail it down, you know, uh. Oh, of course not. No, there is no way, no ultimate theory of anything. I think that's a, I think that goes without saying, that all we have are maps. And the idea that there is one true map that finally is the ultimate map of any particular phenomenon, I think, is just a form of mental illness. That idea is absurd, I think. Anything that can be formulated in language is no more than a partial map. Yes. But, um, well, uh, taking the eye, uh, for example, away, just, just by, by changing, changing the way people speak, I don't think will change truly, uh, or, or let's just say ultimately change the way people, uh, experience the, the, the eye. Well, that's where you and I differ, because I think that that will profoundly change it. 
back at that, you know, early, early in the We'll see. Yeah. No, but, uh, it might change some, you know, some, yes, how they experience, um, if you could, well, yeah, I guess you can't really talk about it, uh, it's just too, you know, individual debate. Did you ever watch a lot of I'm sorry, you're coming through really, really bad to me at the moment. I don't know what's going on. I'm I hear, I think you asked me if I uh, ever watched Star Trek. Um, but I can, your sound is really coming through bad at the moment. Okay, well, in that case, if you can't talk, what's the end of the I mean, I'm actually getting a little frustrated. So, why don't we just stop for now and pick it up again another time? Did you hear me? Yes, I, I, I can understand too. We are coming through that. But yes, as you wish, not a problem at all. I hope I didn't yeah, yeah. Uh, know you too much, so boy. No, you. no, 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 you don't really. I, I appreciate your uh, sincerity and your honesty, and, and it's perfectly okay with me that you put, you know, the needles under my fingernails, you know, and push me, you know. I mean, I, I enjoy this, really. I mean, it does, it is frustrating. There's no question about it, but but uh, I guess I'm a masochist <laughs> because I do think. Remember, you know, this gets back to that old thing about language in the 18th century. You know, I mean, I think uh, part of our job is to struggle talking about these issues so that we can maybe invent some new language, and uh, you know, and that's not an easy process. And for me, it's a frustrating process. But still, I think uh, maybe it's a good process that something good can come out of this, I hope. Yeah. No, I... Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's just... If I really, truly think about it... Uh, it yeah, I, I just... I always wander off. It's not wander off, but it's always, you know, they're just, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, I got you. I know. Yeah, same here. If I really seriously cogitate about this stuff, I end up confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's just stop it for now, and let's pick it up again tomorrow or another day, and and give it another shot. <laughs> but. What's ended for now? Because I'm I'm burned out. I think. (laughs) Uh, I'm also going to bed. Yeah. Good luck sleeping now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll sleep very well. You know, I have a whole week working behind me, so that's ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, Brian. So thanks. Thanks for. struggling with this again with me. I appreciate it. And let's do it again. It was somewhat my pleasure, however, you know, um, yeah, I I hope, yeah, I'm glad you you enjoyed it as well. 
Yeah. Well, I can't, I'm not sure enjoy is quite the right word. Well, but, anyway. But I, I, I still keep doing it. You know, I mean, I don't have to. The time, I hope. Yeah. You know, I could just mute your microphone, so I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, anyway, let's, let's just uh, stop it for now. I'm going to go back to the recording and do some something else for a little while, because I'm burned out right now. I'm sorry, but uh, have a nice no, no, don't apologize. It's, like I say, it's uh, it's good. It's just uh, I've had enough. <laughs> no. no, I'll talk to you again tomorrow, maybe. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.